Uh, welcome to Bravado Wireless's podcast, uh, Four Quarters. Uh, this is Curtis Branch. Um, I'm the host, and uh, welcome my uh, partner here, partner in crime, Conley Phipps of uh, uh, Cleveland, Oklahoma, and NSU, and OU, and TCU, and ORU fame. Uh, I'm about as famous uh, a basketball player as Fletch was, and uh, same type of player. I'm more inclined to bite you than... Uh, uh, than to score bucket on you, but uh, we're excited to be here. Um, Conley, what do you think? Well, I think it's uh, we're going to try to bring some some neat stories and get some great personalities here for for people to enjoy and and talk about sports and focus on basketball and uh, you know looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, there's a little background for the two of us. We've known each other since high school. We uh, both grew up in Cleveland, Oklahoma of uh, Tiger fame, both Seatown guys, and uh, Cleveland's a, a, a community that uh, has really empowered and, and created a lot of great coaches throughout northeastern Oklahoma. Most prominent, obviously, is probably Alan Trimble, but you also have several other Hall of Fame coaches. And it was a really cool time to be in high school there because we had a lot of influential coaches that really created opportunities for other coaches along the way. Yeah, you know, we just when when you were out and were in high school, you know, uh, Ron Wolf and Al Siddle and, and and my dad Conley Phipps, and you know, we were just around a bunch of good coaches, and it it created some some great coaches, and of course Randy Upshaw, Hall of Famer, David Page, Hall of Famer, both from Cleveland, won state championships and won, you know, thousand games between them, if not more, and and. Uh, you know, it's just uh, been a place where athletics has been, you know, meaningful and powerful, and and people have grown up and wanted to be coaches, like some of their idols there in Cleveland. So it's a great place to be from, and and uh, you know, I was always proud to say I was from Cleveland. Yeah. Most recently, Conley and I, uh, I, I was had the privilege of being his assistant, which meant I brought him a Diet Coke to most ball games <laughs> and uh, made sure that the scorebook was right. But uh, had the privilege of coaching at Booker T. Washington uh, the past three seasons. Uh, Conley retired. After this season, uh, we uh, had the misfortune of uh, being notified that uh, we weren't going to have a state tournament as we were feeding the kids and loading them up to go to the gym. And it was a tough time for us with uh, Conley Santres, the senior, and we also lost Bryce Thompson, who was a McDonald's All-American. And that was a tough – I mean, it was a tough way to go out because we really – number one team playing really well going into the state tournament. We're really looking forward to it. Yeah, you know, Kurt, that three years we had at, at Booker T, we were able to do some really neat things. It's something I always remember. And, and of course, in our first year, 2018, we got beaten in state finals by a great memorial team. But, you know, we had a heck of a year and, and uh, got the runner up. And then the next year, in 2019, we were able to finish it off. Um, had an unbelievable team and an unbelievable run. And then, uh, you know, we get to uh, 2019 and COVID did us in. But, but like you said, we were playing well and, and had, in my opinion, you know, the best team in the state and, uh, you know, had some really, really good players. You know, Jalen Breath, who's going to Radford next year, played Division One basketball. And then, of course, Bryce Thompson, McDonald's All-American, you mentioned, you know, off to a great – uh, start his freshman year at Kansas, uh, and then uh, you know you know Trey 
you know, another really good player is playing at Oklahoma. So we were uh, we were spoiled. I'm not sure how good of coaches we were, but we were able they to made manage us a lot. The town. <laughs> they made us a lot better. I can promise you that. I'll tell you, I had coached homeschool basketball for about 10 years, and I was used to playing in front of about 25 people, and half of them were grandparents. To uh, our first game, we play in the uh, Thanksgiving Hoop Fest in Duncanville, and I'll never forget we were walking into the arena, and on the east side of the court there were a hundred Division One coaches lined up, and I and I get a tap on my back, and it's Coach Calipari said, "Excuse me," and he walked through our kids, and their eyes were as big as deer in the headlights. Boy, they they thought this was the big time. That was a lot of fun, and I think probably the coolest event we got to play in was the Bass Pro Shops Tournament of Champions in Springfield last year, and uh, just an incredible experience to be able to do that and play. I think we played two or three ESPN games in a CBS Sports national nationally televised game. Yeah, well, you know we were the, the schedule we were able to play and the things we were able to to participate in when we were at Booker T were second to none. Even the you know the Elite 14, the teams we went down there and played, and of course the Hoop Fest, which you know they moved to American Airlines Center now. Um, you know, and the Bass Pro. You know, you've got eight teams from all over the country. Oak Hill was there, and and Christ the King out of New York, and and uh, uh, who who was uh, where was Jackson at? Where, where where was he at? What was the other big one we played uh, in the say, semis? St. Louis Vachon. No, yeah, St. Louis Vachon. But who we play? Who beats in the semis? Uh, Christ or no, no. Uh, Paul the Sixth. Yeah, Paul the Sixth out of Virginia, big big time program. Their point guard that we played last year starting at Duke, and and um, so we were able to play against a lot of great teams, you know, out of state as well as you know getting to play every night in the Frontier Conference. It doesn't get any better than that. So. Uh, you know, great, great experience. Yeah, so I think that was a neat thing about being at Booker T is, you know, there was, a, you know, there was expectation there. All the great teams and great players and, and, and incredible coaches that, that were there before we got there. But that was also the neat thing, you know, that people knew who we were and we had uh, the players. We were able to go play a, a national schedule and play on national TV, CBS Sports and ESPN. So... You know, it's something I'll always treasure and, uh, you know, very thankful for the opportunity to be able to do that. I'm glad you were there with me, Curtis. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for the opportunity, <laughs> for sure. A uh, couple of things I want to point out, just goals for us. Um, we want to be casual. We want to have fun with this. But I think, uh, as Bravado Wireless does, is so great for the, the local communities here and the local teams. We want to highlight uh, those local teams. We want to talk to legends uh, that either played here or coached here. Uh, we're going to try to bring some media and administrators on. We're going to have uh, two great guests tonight. Travis Hill uh, introduced yesterday as the new head coach at Muskogee High School. Uh, football coach, he will be here with us in studio in a couple of minutes before he has to rush off to a booster club meeting. And then uh, later on tonight, we'll be joined by Jason Parker, the athletic director at Muskogee uh, Public Schools. And uh, uh, he's a guy that Conley worked with at Sepulpa, so I'm sure they'll share a few stories of that as well. Next week, we'll be looking at uh, at some tournaments, actions, and then we got the old four Classic next week. We'll talk to Coach London and we'll probably have a few other coaches on. But our goal is really to try to uh, share the love of sports that we have with our, our uh, listening audience and, and really to highlight the local communities and the coaches and the teams and players that make basketball and high school sports so great. So uh, look forward to bringing uh, that to you in the coming weeks. And um, 
Look forward to our guest tonight, uh, Coach Hill. I'm really excited to meet here you. on the Four Quarters Four on Quarters Podcast. The Throw Four Quarters Podcast. Yeah, put that out there, Kurt, so they know what they're watching, okay. listening to. Thank you for correcting you know, me. It yeah. never happened when we were Booker T. <laughs> we'll take a break and we'll come right back to you with uh, Travis Hill, new head football coach at Muskogee High School. Until January 31st, new Bravado Wireless customers are eligible for 50% off the iPhone 11 with a new monthly plan. And on top of that, your second and third months of service are on us. It doesn't get much better than that. Visit bravadowireless.com for store locations. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Welcome back to the Bravado Wireless uh, podcast, Four Quarters. I'm Curtis Branch, joined by Conley Phipps. And tonight we have a, a guest, the newest head football coach at Muskogee Ruffers, uh, Travis Hill. Travis, thanks for joining us, and we're excited to have you on. Kurt, glad to be aboard. Appreciate it. Appreciate the invite. Tell us a little bit about uh, uh, the, the interview process and the selection process, what all went into into the process, it, it, it's good stuff. It really was a, you know, when you get to be my age, 58, sometimes you don't get to experience new things. It's been quite a while since I've had to go through an interview process, to be quite honest with you. Uh, been fortunate enough on the last jobs that uh, I, I have inherited, you know, it's one of them phone calls. Right. And right. I, I'm kind of right. also one of them big believers that usually you don't get the job unless they call you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, thank goodness I was already on board here. Uh, so it was pretty easy to, to get me involved, obviously, not with a phone call, just uh, yeah, somebody walking in saying, hey, we'd like for you to apply. But uh, so we went through the process. Uh, I think there were some good applicants. And um, my best way to say it is they, they weren't very bright, but they, they got me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think it's exciting. And so we went through the process. You know, that started right before Christmas. Uh, they got their interviews done, uh, their, their bulk interviews. They brought a couple people back, me being one of them. And uh, just last week, uh, they afforded me the opportunity to say yes or no. And obviously, I said yes, and they made it official yesterday, Kurt. So well, good stuff. How? What happened to me with Conley, he, all the other guys he uh, interviewed for the assistance job turned him down. So yeah. I got the job. We, we, we find a way, don't I we? I still don't know how that happened, but he he was with me at Booker T. Yeah. Did a great job. Yeah. But So how excited are you about being a head coach again, man? Well, I am. I think that's neat, you know. Uh, I've asked that question, of course, and there's some emotions involved in that. I mean, uh, we've been out now uh, approximately, if I want to think about it a little bit, seven-plus years from uh, – it's actually long now, eight years since, uh, you know, last time being the head guy. Um, it's something that, uh, Conley, you know as well as I do. I, I, it was, again, when you step back and you got to go back into a, a role of a coordinator, a defense coordinator in my case, like I've done for the last years, it's really good again. I mean, you, you forget how hard they got to work, so it reminds you of that. It's kind of right. going from an administrative position and forgetting how to right. be a teacher. Um, so it was very rewarding, some of the things we did as a defensive coordinator, some of the success we had, you know, Broken Air, winning the state championship in 2018. But to come back and get the opportunity to be the head football coach again. And I love Rafe Watkins. He's a wonderful guy. But, great you know, coach. Great coach. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, you know, but to be able to put your own little angles. And even though me and Rafe are a lot alike in a lot of ways, the way we handle business and everything, there's still just different little things that you're going to yeah. have the opportunity to do. Hey, I tell you, so – you know, after my first three years of coaching, I was a head coach, and then I was assistant coach for 21 years. Yes, sir. Okay, and then when I got back into high school, I was a head coach. I mean, even though I work for great people, you know, you know, Ken Hayes, Billy Tubbs, Scott Sutton, great people mm -hmm. that treated me great. You know, Travis, I thought it was so great to be able to do my own thing. Yeah. You know, just be able to schedule practice when I wanted to on Sunday, whatever time I wanted to, right? Yeah, you, you know, and you, you can't you can't beat that. No, you do free yourself up sometimes because you kind of get the opportunity to do it yeah. your way. Yeah. But but in the realistic way, you're exactly right. And and you were with those people and you learned. But here's the deal: you pulled from every one of them. 
Right. And when you're with just Coach Hayes, that that's what you're dealing with. Right. But man, I should like some of this stuff. Yeah. And then when you get the opportunity, so I'm not going to say that I've created anything new from from now uh, since I was the head coach last time. But you know, you pull new ideas and new thoughts, and there's no right. doubt. And you want to be able to apply. Not only what what Coach So and So said, you want to apply it all as one. And now, as you get to be the head coach, you get that opportunity. So it, it, it's it's great for my family. That's probably you know, obviously, thank goodness, my biggest fan, and my you know, and and it's just neat. And I'm I'm so uh, appreciative to get an opportunity again to be a head football coach. Well, I'm I'm excited for you because you know when we talk and 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 I told Kurt the story. Kurt's like, well, how you know Coach Hill? I said, well. Our side hustle. We we do a little driver's ed when yeah, we can. Sure do. When we're not when yeah. we're not coaching. So, you know, got got to talk to coach and I can just you don't tell you. Plug in on that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma Driving School nine one eight six two two sixty five hundred. He's got it down. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm so excited because when we when we talk about sports, when we talk about competing, you know, your eyes just light up. And I know you're going to do a great great job, and you've been successful everywhere. I want to go back. To your run at East Central High School, okay, a hundred and thirty-eight and thirty-four. That's 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 incredible. No, incredible. And, and, and I always make sure that when we when we refer back to that, I refer to we did that. Uh, Coach Hill was very fortunate um, to have good coaches, have great administration behind me. I'll mention Mr. Uh, Mr. Tom O'Malley, uh, a former high school Legend. head football Legend. coach. Yes, uh, in himself. So even though uh, the best way we start going back and saying how did that transpire and how was you able to get that you know get that thing rolling, um, best way whenever you come in you know anytime we had a job opening, most of the time your your site principal would would if English math whatever they're going to go find their best teachers, he would come to me, and say you know this is what I have, so in Tulsa Public I had uh, uh, my eight man staff that you know. They were all in-house. Right. I didn't have to go elsewhere. And I had some great math teachers and some right. great English teachers, and they were great teachers, and he allowed me to do that instead of saying, hey, you only get this or a PE guy or whatever. Right. So, so I was able to establish that and get coaches on board that were very good coaches. Uh, we could sit here and talk about them for a long time. Uh, then as the program started establishing itself, I guess we're going to mention one of them because Drew Hortabay used to work in my, walk in my office, and he would say, <laughs> I'd have the phone in one ear, the cell phone, the other phone, the office phone, would be ringing, and, and you know you have your 50 emails, and you say, right. "Why are you bringing those things up?" Because the monster started being created, right. and it's like anything else. Once you start having success, it, it starts rolling, and and we were just very fortunate. Uh, a lot of hard work, yeah. a lot of those little things, the little intangibles that people would never understand that coaches have to do uh, for yeah. our kids and for you know for our, our, our community and for the for the school, uh, and the next thing you know. Uh, it gets to rolling, and, and we're very fortunate Man, to get it to that. Man, it was rolling. Yep. Now, you talk about the support from the administration. So, at Muskogee right now, you've got Dr. Mendenhall, mm-hmm. state champion quarterback, 1983. Correct. Enid, Oklahoma, handing mm-hmm. off to – I don't know how much he had to do with it. <laughs> Sorry. We're going to give him a hard Sorry, time. Sorry, yep. Now, he was <laughs> handing off to Lydell Carr. Yep. So, that probably – you know, that may have helped a little <laughs> bit. You've got your athletic director. Yep. All right. State champion basketball player memorial. Yep. So those guys knows what it takes. That that's got to make you feel good. That that's got to make you think you're in a great situation that nope. they understand. There's no doubt about it. They 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 want state championships. <laughs> they want to be champions. They want a program that that's top notch. So uh, from a from an older coach, I mean. Some guys would be intimidated by that, maybe, and say, "Is that all those things realistic?" I wouldn't want to be no place else. I mean, you know, it's just real simple. Dr. Mendenhall has stated the high expectations, and as you mentioned, the, you know, he's a college athlete himself. He's been around it. He's had a lot of success. 
father-in-law, <laughs> Ron Lancaster. I mean, it's inbred in that family, right. okay? And you can go right back down to, to Dr. Jason Parker, same thing. Uh, great people, and of course, and, and it's funny because, you know, when he's winning that state championship at, at Memorial, you know, I, I'm coaching over at each other. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the relationship started there from a different standpoint. But so, no, I'm excited and, and ecstatic that those guys, their expectations are high. And like I said, I, I think it's great. And, and I wouldn't work for him. I mentioned it. And you know, with the state championships that you won and the, the success you've had, you don't win it unless administration is behind there and supports you. And, and you know, a lot of people say, well, great facilities, all that. Yeah, that's one way, but just support you with what you're trying oh, to do. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. You, you got to have an you understanding have yeah. you yeah, what, what a coach has to go through. And mm-hmm. not just not just the schedule of it, but dealing with your family and dealing with the all of, uh, yeah. the, the the parents and and how you deal with parents yeah. and interact with them. All of that is a, mentioned is earlier. Getting your assistant coaches in, allowing you to get the right people in. Get, you know, these guys uh, have have entitled me to put the very best people I can go out and get uh, in front of these young men and, and, and young ladies because we're involved in everything here. Right. Uh, you don't you don't run a program just a football program, so you right. just work with young men. You're working with all the all the community and everything else. They've allowed me to go out and get that, and so uh, as we're establishing that, I can't mention names on that, obviously, right now, but we're establishing a great opportunity for that, but that's what administration does for you to give you opportunity to be successful. Yeah, and I saw in the paper you're you're working on a couple of coordinators, mm-hmm. so yep. I know yep. I know that they're going to give you the opportunity to hire the, hire the best. Uh, man, I'm excited for you. You know, I know the goal is to chase down Bigsby, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I, I think you're going to get that done. I really do. Now, I want to go back. You, football coach, mm-hmm. me, basketball coach, we had we had a player in common, Ken Holdman. Yep. Ken Holdman. That Great guy sport. was the fastest kid I've <laughs> ever coached in 30 years of coaching. We're going to get some good information out of this that a lot of people don't know. Keep on going. This is, this is great. <laughs> well, I can't tell all the Ken yeah. Holdmans, but yeah. I, now I never saw him play football. But I bet he was unbelievable. What he played, corner? Yep. I bet he could close. Oh, he could do it all. He came out. I, I, I think I could have gotten him out his junior year. I really do. But it, there were so many things that were in the mix at that point in time. Right. I said, we, we got to do what's best for you. <clears throat> well, between him and his dad, they were real persistent his senior year. And you know, and you still wonder. And I had two very good corners, okay, yeah. already in place. Well, he comes in, and, and obviously he winds up playing. But the, the best story I can tell you about this is the end of the year, he starts really uh, turning into a football player. You know, obviously right. he's trying to learn the ropes and everything early, uh, fought through it, wind up being the starting corner, uh, beat out some good kids. And at the end of the year, we're sitting there and we're talking as he goes into his basketball season. I get a call by a guy by the name of Bob Stoops. And uh, they get some film on him, and Bob calls me up on the phone and offers him. Really? Okay, out on the road recruiting, he says, I want him. And I said, Coach Stoops, I said, great. I said, let me do some things and do some work. And, and it, with the long story short, he wound up going to Waterloo to play basketball, as we, yeah. we all know, and that's where he comes in front. And so that tells you enough about Ken. He had that yeah. opportunity. He was – I'm yep. telling you, he, you know, we called it even, – even on the basketball court, you know, when he put – he could he, – closing speed was un. Believable mm-hmm. how he could run through a pass and 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 do those things, but I I want to talk about Ken. he's one of my favorite guys well, I ever coach, coached. Great kid, great person to be around. Yeah. And of course, the whole family, great family, good family, yeah. great family. Yes. Kenny Kenny Holman, I love that dude. Let's go back even further, okay? Mm-hmm. Nineteen eighty East Central graduate, correct? Yep, correct. Okay, so one of my teammates at Oklahoma, Anthony Bowie. Yep. 
okay, who I who I played with at OU. Mm. Also, his running buddy, William Childs. Yep. East Central guys, when you're in school there, okay. all right. Tell me that story you told me at the driving school. Pretty, pretty about simple. Bowie. I, I got him. I, I got him by a couple of years. In other words, I'm two years old. Right. Okay? Two years old. Yeah. So we used to down the street or in the neighborhood. You know, we play all these games, and and he would come over to Kent Keener's house, is the young man's name, and we'd play, and and I used to just, you know, older guy, come right, on, man, right. you know, we wouldn't let this young guy <laughs> just, just beat him up, push him around, you know, all the above. No, it says dunk ball, basketball. No, this is true. Basketball, no 10-foot goal out in front of – whatever it was in front of Keener's. That's the idea. It was 10-foot. But basketball, basketball. Just pick up basketball in the streets. Well, there's a a park, a a court over there. Uh, If anybody can envision – the swimming pool that sits right on the west, yeah, the west side of, of uh, 169. Right. Well, I mean, I'm telling you, when they're in the summers now, when it was good and cooking, besides the idea we used to all go there and look at the girls at the pool, <laughs> that was the hot spot, okay, yeah. that everybody in town came to shoot hoop. Right. Tisdale, everybody. Everybody, everybody came. And so those football players would show up occasionally too, that being me, Coach Hill. And I'm in college now, okay? Matter of fact, I want to say I'm about the third year in. I think it's Anthony's uh, first year at the JUCO before he comes down Seminole. Before he comes yeah. to OU. We're out there playing that pickup game, and, man, it's hooked up. This is tough stuff now. This is the real deal. This is some of the better athletes in Tulsa always show up there. And I was one of the lesser at that time, but still, I'm, I'm there getting the opportunity to hook it up. We love it. Well, the next thing I know, we get a fast break coming at me, and Bowie's coming down the court with the ball. And he's got two people on each side. I promise you that right there because I'm thinking he's going to dish it off and get a layup. Let's go. Let's roll. And next thing I know, he comes right at me and puts slams that ball. Okay? It's one of them ones, you know, we in football call, you got mossed. You know, and in basketball, they have your highlight film. So, and, and Anthony looked at me. He goes, Payback's hell. <laughs> and right over top, and you know, uh, yep, it sure is. He had grown up a little bit. He had grown up and then the tied it to right. Great, great in Cleveland, we had a place called Westside, and Westside was, uh, it had a nine and a half foot goal. The goal had gotten broken from J.R. Dillard, a former tight end, right. played at OSU. Yep. And J.R. broken it, they re welded it, and it's about nine and a half feet. So it worked well for guys that were a little challenged right. with the vertical. Right. But it had a tree in the corner, a giant elm tree that overhung the right corner of the the uh, court, and we mm. called it Tree Rollins, because if you could force the defend, <laughs> uh, force the offensive player of that corner, Tree was going to swat a shot. Got a shot for you. Got <laughs> yeah, so you that's had an extra defender. We, yeah, that's where the best games in Cleveland were. We played on I eight did. and a half ago. But, hey, the games were good. They the were games good. were good. good. So, for, for our <laughs> listeners that don't know, Anthony Bowie, East Central High School, Seminole Junior College. Hey, they may have won. He and Childs may have played with Jim Kerwin. I think they won one. I think they yeah. won it. And, with Jim. I think yeah. so. 83, 84. Um, and then and he comes to, to OU and plays two seasons uh, and then had a long NBA career, seven or eight years. Uh, Rockets, I think he started, played with the Magic, played with Brooks Thompson and, and Shaq on the on the finals team. and. Yep. And uh, great, great guy. One of one of my favorite teammates I ever had. But I don't know if you've ever heard this story. Roger Leffler, mm-hmm. legendary <laughs> basketball coach at East Central Hall of Famer. Yep. Okay. So Anthony Bowie, William Childs don't know where they're going to go to high school. Okay. So Coach Leffler wants them at East Central. Bad, obviously. Okay. And 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 William went on and played at West Texas A and M Division One. That's when they're in the Missouri Valley. It's a long time ago. But right. if you know thing that, that that deal's changed. But anyway, Chili's a great dude, was a heck of a player in his own right. So Coach Leffler goes and picks him up. Okay. And he's driving him around 
you know, Bayou Central, kind of showing them what, what's up over there. And so Coach Leffler, uh, and you know him, great guy. Yep. yep. Uh, he's like, well, what do you guys, what do you guys think? You know, what do you, you know? And and uh, and and Boos says, uh, you know, do you have any churches over here? And and Coach Leffler's like, yeah, we got Methodists, we got Baptists, we got Catholic. And Bowie said, no, church is chicken. <laughs> hey, true story. True story. I've heard Coach Leffler tell it. I've I've confirmed that with Bowie. Well, that's one of the best stories I've I've, I've yeah, ever that's heard. Good stuff. Great, great stuff. Great, great. Well, not far from there, off Thirty First Street. Yeah, I'm tired. You know, as soon as he said that, of course, I'm thinking of the day, and I don't believe I remember one around there, just yeah. directly around it. it, it, it Leffler probably lied to him. He yeah, yeah, Whatever he said worked. They got him there. They got him there. <laughs> Whatever so, said So tell worked. us a little bit about Muskogee, the culture, what uh, what people can expect in next year. Well, you know, we got a very, very young group of football players coming back, right. and that's a, that's a positive. I mean, that's, that's always neat. You're not going to get a group and then be fighting again to try to figure it out. We're very young. I, I think it's an exciting group. And here's what, you know, you can only base this time, you know, and I get the opportunity to now have been working with these kids for several days. And, and what I'm seeing is we got a group that's ready to go win and do the things that are necessary to win. And, and we all know that that's easy said, but that is not always easy done. And football, especially in today's society, is a little different sport. So, you know, it, it, our, our kids and our youth these days, the grind is not as fun and, and is, is not as big and tangible to jump on board as it used to be. Right. These kids have already started grinding and working in an off-season program. we got kids, obviously, in, a, in other sports, and we want as many as we can. I'm a big believer in that. That's huge. It's called competing. Um, so I, I think the, it's a very, very positive outlook. Right. Um, you know, to, to be able to sit down and, and make – and I'm the type that will. I'm, I'm bold enough to do that, to make, you know, predicaments. I, I don't have right. any problem with that. I believe, you know, uh, you either believe or you don't. <laughs> okay? Right. And so I believe. But it is still too early because those predicaments are going to come from what we do between now – you know, in August. Right. Okay, so you know, as we get farther into it, you, you can get a better idea of what what, right. what we're going to do. But I, I'm really excited about it. This is like I said, uh, Coach Hill is not no dummy. The better the Jimmys and Joes, the better coach you are. And these places has some Jimmys and Joes, and they're just going to grow up. So as we continue on this process, whether it's next year or a few years down the line, this this, this program is going to continue to climb. And it won't just like I said, it won't be just be Coach Hill. We got some great football players that right now, my point is to sell them on being eager about it, and they're doing that. So we're, right. we're off and running. How much does the tradition of Muskogee football, yeah. which has had some legendary, sure some has. of the best players in the history of Oklahoma high school football, have mm -hmm. come from Muskogee? How how do you use that to build upon? what you're working with and, and selling those kids on, look, you can do this. You, there are guys that have been legendary, played in the NFL, played, yep. had a lot of success at a high level. How do you take that? And Yeah, and, and just recently, so we'll kind of mention one, you know, Cameron Curl. Yeah. Is uh, yeah. you know is on the all rookie yeah. team uh, yeah. in the NFL and Cameron, I, I got the opportunity to coach him in 2016 here, my my previous stint here. Um, it is huge. I mean, again, when we look at our society, tradition's not as big as it used to be. Right. But you are in a one horse town, okay? So those these kids know about it, and their parents know about that, and it is very very important. And I think this is much as saying to look back at the tradition. They know it's there. It's this is what you do know. If you win football games here. You won't have to worry about selling tickets to the football game. Right. You won't have to worry about whether you're going to go eat, eat free at churches or whatever it right. may be. They're going to support. They're going to. They're going right. to. They're going to. Yeah. So I think it's huge because that's where the tradition comes in because right. it's so important to them and has been in the past. If you get this thing rolling right, you're going to get all the support in the world. Once you get that, it doesn't matter what the kids are thinking. They're excited. Because they're also going down to, to churches or wherever and getting a free yeah. piece of chicken, too, by the way. So yeah. it's all good. 
So well, Doctor Doctor Mendenhall and and uh, and uh, uh, Jason have done a good job of built, developing culture. We've seen it over the three years that we played here and competed against them when we were at Booker T. Can you tell me about some of the things they've done to enhance the athletic programs and things that they're working towards? Well, besides making it a priority and understanding, and a lot of people say, "Well, I, I thought school systems were all about academics, and they are." Let, let's, let's let's set it straight. But we know that, in oftentimes. The extracurricular activities, it doesn't matter which one they are, set the tone for what's going on there. That's called school pride. Yeah, it, I you know, agree. It, it's, it's so right, huge. And, 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 and they get that. And you look, let's look at your, you know, does Notre Dame, do they care about their athletics? Okay, it's a pretty prestigious college, right? Yeah. Stanford, right? right. Yeah. And it's huge. That's, that's where they get their name out there. It's called yeah. free marketing, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they know to probably turn this school system around. Not only the, the, the things that they're doing academically, that if they can come in and make our athletic program strong, okay, and build the excitement there, that that, and that's what they believe in, and that's their system. And that's my system, too, because I'm using football as my tool to get these young men to become better citizens, husbands, right. and dads, and, and academically and everything else, too. So it's a tool, and, and, and they have pushed it. And, and, it, and uh, all I know is Dr. Parker, of course, he's, you know, I am saying Dr. Parker, very intelligent man, and the way he goes about his business and some of the things he pushes out to sell, um, you know, is really, really good stuff. It's stuff I've done all, all the time. I've just not been intelligent enough to, to market it and put it in as, yeah. as well as he does. So they do a great job trying to push this thing the right direction. Well, it's great to hear. Um, I have one other, uh, one other great thought, and I forgot what it was. Yeah, I keep being amazed had, by hearing Doctor Parker. I've never, you've I've had, never heard that. You've had, well, you know, he's uh, an educated man, Juris yeah. Doctor. We're going, we're going to have him on next. I'm going to, matter of fact, I'm going to look up some hard trivia, and that's how we're going to start with him. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to test him on some trivia. There you go. We'll find out if he's <laughs> keeping up or not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet he'll know it. So, uh, yeah. Sounds like he's he, a lot he smarter probably, than he probably any of the three of us are. Well, Coach, you know, you know, success. Like we said earlier, the the run you had at East Central was just unbelievable. You know, you were defense coordinator, uh, Broken Arrow State Championship, mm-hmm. and and um, so, man, I'm proud of you. I'm excited yeah. for you. Think about uh, East Central too. This is sometimes people overlook this. I'm gonna make sure I, I get to put a plug in for Coach Ellen. Uh, yes. Real simply put, think about this. In the tenure there, that, that, that makes it so exciting, and we just talked about how the how the things turned. How, right. how, you talk about right. Dr. Mino. <clears throat> when I went to East Central, <clears throat> the only district championship they did ever run in football happened to be 1980, and a guy was playing by the name of Travis Hill at that time. With several good football players, by the way, Tony Casillas, yeah. Doug Rollinson. I forgot you played. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. so so yeah, yeah and, and uh, uh, so so some great great athletes. <clears throat> you progress through that. They hadn't won. They had only won a state championship in softball, I believe, and correct me. I'm going to get corrected by some East Central guru. <laughs> softball and, and wrestling in 1977. It's only state championships that school had won prior to getting there. As we get there, and I take over the athletic director, too, we won five in track, three in girls and two in boys. The girls won two state championships, and the boys played in two state championships as far as basketball is concerned. So, that and did you won it in 2005. Won it in 2005. Runner-up. Runner-up 2010. Yeah. Um, it was a wonderful time, a blessed time. And, and, you know, and like I said, I just want to carry some of them things over here. And, and, and it because, like I said, whenever the basketball team gets better here, 
the football team gets better. When the cheer gets better, better. we get better. It's a a building process. And so when you put them all together, you know, uh, expectations get higher and get higher. And so that's what we're going to try to do here and and use that as a tool to just continue to grow. And and like I said, I'd like to see if we can come up with with some unique wins and some, you know, like I said, just talk about championships. Yes. How many uh, basketball programs had some big ones this year? I think they beat Union. Uh, was that the last Union last night? Beat Union, Union last, last night. night. It's a good yeah. win for them. Uh, off how the many win. of those kids are, are football players? You, you know, the, the, we only have two kids that are on the varsity. Now, this freshman uh, team that they have, the basketball, uh, I think there's, let's say, 12 or 15 out. I mean, there's 12 or 15 of them are football players. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, I, I like that. I, you know, I've been at some places and had kids that you know could help me during basketball and they'd start out and maybe they wasn't going as good as they wanted to and coach I'm gonna go to offseason football and I'm going to get you know bigger stronger faster but but you know what you said about competing Mm -hmm. at a high level especially if you're at Muskogee or you're at Booker T when you're playing those other sports in the Frontier Conference, the best of the best, right. you know, and you're you're competing, you know, I, I just don't think there's any substitute for that. Uh, Conley, I agree with you 100%. A lot of people say you're selfish. No, no, no. I mean, there's a time and place, and we need to be in the weight room. Come on. I'm right. not going to sit down. I don't get even a basketball player, right. okay? But there's nothing better than going out and competing, especially with good programs. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm at – when you were at Booker T and my kid's going to play football and he wants to go play basketball and you got a good chance to go in state I'm shoving them there because they're right. learning how to get that done. They're right. competing for it. So there's no doubt about it. I think it's huge. And uh, I, I think that that's just very, very important that we, we push these kids uh, to be as busy as they can and go compete as yeah. often as they can. Yeah. One thing, yeah, one thing I was going to ask you is, is COVID, obviously, it's still – a real thing in our lives. It's yes, a real thing uh, we have to deal with daily uh, in the workplace, at home, and with uh, uh, you know with everything we have to do. How does it challenge you? How do you have to adjust uh, your planning in your weight room and, and, and working with the kids? And how much of an effect do you think that'll have on you guys? You know, uh, I think it, it definitely makes the planning. You, you can ask any coach now that's been involved in this uh, unique year uh, and, and going now into 220, uh, 2021. Puts a lot of extra work on you, a lot of extra time. It's very demanding, and, and, and here's the deal. At, at first, maybe you didn't look at it seriously. I mean, right. you know, there's a lot of perspectives, and still, I still think out to this day, but it's out there, So, and, and we got to protect these kids. So, you know, as you go in to be a coach and you look at, uh, I don't like the big word liability, but the responsibility of taking care of your young people. That, that, right. That's number one thing, and you look at all the wins and everything, it's your number one job is, Make sure you take care of these kids. Yeah. And so it's huge. And, and what we do in the weight room right now, the extra time and everything, all I can tell you, it's worth it. But it is a lot of extra work. And then much less the idea of potentially missing a kid for a while due to quarantine right. and everything else. It, it, it is, it's very demanding on you. And, and, and for you people out there in the general public, when you see these coaches and they're working hard, and you might say, well, they just all they care about is winning. Uh, the ones I know, and I know a lot of them, then they care about these kids, and it's putting a lot of stress and a lot of extra work on them. And you guys all know these kids need to be participating. I don't care what anybody says. Right. They, they don't need to be, you know, running. They, they need to be out. They're just doing the most safest environment they can be in. We yeah. work our tail ends off to try to give them a great keep environment, clean, clean environment, keep, yeah. a mask on, all those nine yards. It's huge. And so uh, uh, I, I just say kudos to the kids. 
for, for putting up with it and doing it, and for you coaches that are out there dealing with it, and now me as a head coach, whew, it's, a, it's a pain in the rear, but uh, like I said, it's worth it. Well, it's worth it. well, hey, Coach, we appreciate you coming by. Now, listen, we're going to have you back because we didn't talk about my two – favorite topics that I know you know a lot about. Number one, now these may not be in order. Mm. Greg Nash mm-hmm. and Tom Eckert. Good stuff. Coach Eckert. Hey. You guys couldn't have enough time. Matter of fact, he called I, today. We, we're playing phone I, tag right now. but Hey, I tell you what, when you talk to him, tell him I said hello. I had him for theory of football. Mm-hmm. And when I went back there as assistant <laughs> coach at Northeastern, we'd go to those quarterback club me. I mean, I love listening to that guy. No. Love. Do we got time for a story? Please. Okay. Please. So, so this is the type of guy that that Conley's talking about. You got to know Coach Eckert for this. Maybe be a little bit more effective, but uh, he, he uses some explicit language. I don't think he's going to get mad about saying that. <laughs> um, you know, and, and he does. But man, he 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 is the most unique person I've ever seen. And here is the the last conversation we had as I left NSU. We had a big deal. I'm going to. This is a good story, man. I was, I, I was, I, I called Dr. Bill DeFee. I wanted that. I, I, there was a job posted late in June to be able to be the secondary coach at Stillwater High School. Okay, so I run down. I see Coach Eckert, and he da da da. We get together. He said, "Okay, let's play a little game." He calls Ronnie Jones. For you people who know Ronnie Jones, mm-hmm. Ronnie Jones at that time was a uh, coaching at Arizona State with with Coach Cooper. Ronnie's been with the Raiders and everybody. He's been yeah. all over the place. Great guy. So we make up a story, him and Ronnie get together, that I'm going to be a GA at Arizona State. You need, if you want this guy, you better hire him right now, okay? <laughs> and so they called the fee, they get that story going, da da da, and Bill says, well, get him down here right now, okay? And so that's another good story. I'll, we'll get to him one time. But <laughs> when I walk out of the office with Coach Eckert, you know, I, I said to Coach Eckert, thank you for the opportunity. I'm going to, you know, well, get your da 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 down there. And so I ran home and got dressed and put the suit and tie and ran down there. But the last thing he said to me, Conley, when I walked out, he says, get that stuff off your face and that gold off <laughs> and be yourself. Be, and I, I yeah. can't say the explicits, but right. be yourself. And the reason why, they said, well, if that was somebody else, it went in one ear and out the other. But yeah. coming from Coach Eckert, what you see – is what you get yeah. every single. Oh, if man. the president of the university would walk up, you he would approach him just like he'd approach yeah. me and you. That's right. And you loved it. And the only person I've ever seen him approach differently is a lady by the name of Teensy. <laughs> okay. And that's why I, he's smart. That's he's the reason smart. why he's smart. Which of course he knew is his better. Wife. But I mean, he's a great. You know, kind of one of those guys. I'll say that you loved him or you hate him. Yeah. But no, I can't tell yeah. you how many of my people, including you. Yeah. That, that's a great uh, man. Great uh, guy. Man. Great guy. Love that guy. I hope JJ gets it going down yes, there sir. at Northeastern. Yes, and, yes, and uh, of course, he was a youngster when I was down there coaching at Northeastern. He was in high school. But uh, yeah, I, I've got, I've got. I didn't play for him. I just was in class <laughs> and you know worked in the athletic department with him. But but he's uh, he's one of my favorite people. Yep. I mean, I've got you know some of my best. Co- quotes uh, that that I've heard coaches say yeah. from Tom Eckert yeah. and uh, I still you know, legendary. Yeah. I, I mean, Riverside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's things that he, you know, uh, yeah, that he says uh, that uh, one of a kind. No, there, there, there's only one of him. Yeah. No, there, there is. He, he is a special person to a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. And we could just talk about Northeastern, the the, the great people that were down yep. there. You know, uh, uh, Jack Dobbins and and Ken yep. Hayes. Just and, keep on going. You know, yeah. uh, well, you guys came from a community that's fine, Cleveland, Oklahoma. But just yeah. think of the the 
the per, you know, I'm sitting next to two of them, and the personalities that have come out of that small town. Yeah. Well, NSU's a lot the same way. Some yeah. of your biggest legends, you go back into coaching and and look yeah. at this arena, and it's across the state are from yeah. NSU. Yeah, of course. And you you played with you play with Alan Tremble. Nope, nope. Yeah. Me and you Alan know, tight. You know. Maybe the the greatest Thanks. high school coach. Ever. No, no offense. No, it's <laughs> no. I'm not here to run. Hey, I'm not here to run you down. Now, now, no. If I could load up them rings on all hands, I, I might. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. I might jump in there, but no, there, there's nobody better. And if everybody knew that story, oh, they'd yeah. say, "Holy smoke!" I mean, he, he, just people don't realize he came back to Jinx, working for Whirlpool. Okay, yeah. and, and, and was teaching five math classes. He's a gen- he's a very very intelligent. His roommate was Dr. Carl Waskowski. I don't know if anybody knows him. He's I second, do know. I do you know. know. He's second yeah. command with Stitt. You know, yeah. with the COVID and everything, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, just great. And, and he comes back and he's making you know people don't realize he's making thirty eight thousand. Come back to Jinx yeah. and yeah. coach and teach five classes and go out and coach and of course Bam State Championship. So now nah, you know he obviously made a little bit more money than that later in his career yeah. and wasn't teaching no classes, but yeah. uh, well, he and, earned every bit of it. And, he wasn't and touched countless, countless, countless lives. And the countless great, lives. greatest thing about him, you know, his senior year he tore his ACL at Cleveland. He was he was going senior to be an all state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was going to be an all stater. His first year coaches got him Ron Wolf. And Ronnie Wolf won the last district title at Cleveland, Oklahoma, in 1984. Ronnie Wolf, uh, I would just. I would just go sit and have breakfast with him mm-hmm. at uh, Ward's restaurant, and we would have a blast. That guy was the most influential guy. But Coach Trimble, and a lot of times he's talked about it, he's pointed back to Coach, Coach Wolf, Wolf. Uh, and uh, how much of an influence he was and how positive he was. And he had this vein that would stick out of his neck that was about the size of the AA battery when he got going. <laughs> got going. Yeah. Got I bet Travis has got one yeah, of those. You probably maybe, got one of those, too. Maybe on but, both sides. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, you got you to gotta have one occasionally. It pops out. You try not to get it there, but it, it comes. <laughs> It's it's a natural reaction. Mitch McGeehee, you know that name? Yeah, yeah. Mitch, he has one that is bigger than my whole <laughs> – when it comes out, leave Mitch alone. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah. Good well, stuff. Hey, we appreciate your time. No, good you. luck on the job. We'll have you back. We're, uh, we're excited to have you be a part of the Muscogee community, and and thanks for coming on our first uh, podcast. Well, great stuff. You guys, good it luck. It may be your last fun. one, but we thank you for being <laughs> on the first one. It's all right. Well, you'll be, you'll you be on again. This way. You guys didn't, didn't – didn't, you know, you didn't get off with a bang, but you got off with You'll me, make okay? it back. We well, don't know. Yeah. Kurt and I don't know if we'll yeah. be back, yeah, but you'll be back. We'll be back. So, hey, you guys, we appreciate it. Enjoyed Enjoyed communicating with you, and for all you people out there listening, good stuff. This is this is going to wind up with these two guys here. I like I said, known Conley for a while. It's going to be a fantastic thing. But it's good people. Man, You're going to have some good it. people. Yep. Appreciate yep. it, Coach. So, Thanks a lot. Good luck to you. Thank you, Coach Travis Hill. Whether your roads are dirt, paved, or if you're blazing new trails, the roads we travel lead to all of our most cherished places and people. Bravado Wireless strives to keep you connected wherever the roads may take you. We are the leader in wireless mobility and connection in Oklahoma and across the nation. We carry some of the market's top cell phone brands, fast, reliable home internet, and even greater customer service. Locally owned and operated right here in Eastern Oklahoma. So whatever roads you travel, Bravado Wireless has them covered. We are Bravado Wireless, and we believe in the power of connection. Uh, welcome back to the Bravado Wireless uh, podcast, Four Quarters. Uh, Curtis Branch joined with Conley Phipps, and uh, we're excited to have on. We had Travis Hill on. That conversation could have gone for <clears throat> about two hours. Love Coach Hill. Love Coach Hill. Uh, 
love the enthusiasm and the intensity and the rougher fans ought to be really excited to have him at the helm uh, we're, we're going to join next by Jason Parker and Dr. Jason Parker uh, the athletic director for Muskogee Public Schools and we're excited to have Jason on with us tonight I didn't know you're a doctor is that a, is that a recent thing Jason it's a recent moniker change is what it is I've actually been a lawyer which is a doctor of law Doctor of Jurisprudence, I guess you could say, uh, since 2013. I uh, was lucky enough to pass the bar exam and graduate from University of Tulsa Law School. But I've always just said, you know, Jason Parker. And at Muskogee, uh, people have insisted that, that I be called Dr. Parker. So I've kind of like taken to it. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, that's, that's, call me doctor. That's not a bad way to go. So, I, I'm going to call you Jason, though, if you don't mind. Okay, look, here, here's my question. So, you just got done with your daughter's basketball practice. So, what, what grade is your daughter in? She's a seven-year-old in the first grade. Okay, no, so second grade, second grade. Okay, so she's a second grader, and I know your son, Jace, is in the sixth grade. What's harder? coaching seventh grade girls or law school at TU? Go. Let me know. Oh, What's the breaking point for your coaching? When do you when do you hand them off to somebody else? Seventh grade? you're going to learn is some people care more about their kids than they do about their jobs. So uh, I think that's a lot of society. Probably the two guys on this end of the line are, are as uh, guilty of that as anybody. side of the big picture. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you something, Jason. You know, you were my AD, I guess, for, for two years at Sepulpa, and the one thing, and you were great at your job, and we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second, but, you know, the one thing, I've told many people this, the one thing I always appreciated about you is, because as you know, I had a few parent meetings over there at Sepulpa. I don't, you know, I mean... <laughs> 
I, I was yelling at some kids. I mean, I was yelling at some kids or something. I don't, I don't remember. But anyway, you know, but, but when we'd go in those meetings, the one thing I knew is you had my back, dude. And I always... Oh, yeah. Always appreciated that because because you understand you know it, it it is a tough job you know and, yeah, and it's a, it's always extremely tough job man. yeah I always always appreciate you for that no that's my pleasure man and I appreciate you saying such man the thing is like I said earlier your job is so hard because you start off on the eight ball because you've got more kids than you've got positions to play so automatically somebody's gonna be mad. So from point go, you're having to manage egos, manage minutes, manage parents' egos, and it's just—it's not just pure basketball. It's not just pure decision making. I don't care what the sport is. There's so much that goes into it. So much more that you're not even paid for. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not yeah. paid to deal with a parent breakdown because you know they thought their kid was going to be at such and such level, and it's not happening. You're not paid to deal with a student, you know, got in trouble, you know, sleeping with his girlfriend on campus or something crazy (laughs) like that. And it's just like, if if it were only about the sport, you know, it'd be so much easier, but it's just not. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a question. The number one thing I'm asked about when I, from coaching with Conley is they all want a Conley story. You know, his dad was legendary with his stories. And so before we get out of your time with him at Sepulpa, i got to have one good Conley story because I've got one to follow it up. There's not one. i got, I got a ton of them, man. I, Conley taught me some things that I never have seen. I, I don't know if I'll ever see again first. <laughs> Conley Phipps was handed down, and I mean, I've, I've been around the game of basketball for a lot, been able to work with a lot of great coaches as a player, as an assistant, and all levels of basketball from, from grade school to, you know, was lucky enough to be a pro for a number of years. Conley Phipps is hands down the best coach I've ever seen. I never saw anybody beat him twice. I never saw him beat himself. Uh, and his teams always got better. They were always ready to play. And I think one of Conley's greatest gifts was he could dumb things down. He could teach it at his most elemental level where it just became simple because you could go to his practice and it's like, well, they're just doing simple, basic things. But when you talk, I heard Steve Kerr say it about the, the Golden State Warriors when he kind of got there and transformed that whole thing around. He was like, we spent the first 30 minutes just passing, like doing basic fundamentals, but it was so applicable to the game. And so that just speaks to his ability to assess and evaluate the situation uh, against his talent and then apply what needs to be applied. And so it was, a, it was an honor to work with him. One of the funniest things is, and this is one of the reasons you asked me earlier why I stopped coaching my son, because it, it is a dynamic unlike any other. <laughs> and, and and then you put Conley in it, and it just goes to another level. And so Conley and Trey used to go at it some practices, man. And I, I mean, I'm the AD, but I'm not a dad. You know, I'm not Trey's dad. I can't tell Conley how to parent. So it's like, this is like almost none of my business. <laughs> and so... We would have some meetings, and I'm like, hey, guys, what can we do? You know, I, I, maybe it's going to be a distraction to the team. So what Conley started doing was he started whispering to Trey. So, but he would 
to uh, make adjustments, but no, that was one that was funny to me whenever I see it. Well, so so on our uh, we're working on our uh, kind of promotional video, and one of the great clips of his time at Sepulpa, I think they they went in and won at Union against a highly ranked team. It was a big upset, uh, huge win for them on the road. And Conley comes into the locker room, and, and as we have so many times at the Booker in Booker T, and he's jumping up and down. One of his kids jumps up in the air to, to kind of bump him, you know, and kind of jump and hit shoulders. Kid ricochets off him like. Like a biscuit and <laughs> sent him to the floor. Uh, so, so that that is going to make our promotional video. And uh, thankful for his daughter Mackenzie, who happens to work for me, to uh, provide that. Uh, hey, that was our boy Alex Agunsi. I sent him flying. <laughs> and, and Alex was not a small human. He no, he was. Boy, well, he's a great player for us. <laughs> The best one, and we're not going to put it on there because I love him, but uh, there's one of him that the Tulsa world took. Like, he looked like Eddie the Eagle. <laughs> Screaming, his hands down. He's in full he's in full uh, uh, ski jump mode. <laughs> he's like, that's not me. And I go, it'll never be published again. But. All right, Jason. I've been, hey, I'm glad I got you on here. Okay, now listen to me. Okay, there's 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 a... There's a uh, Nate Harris's son put some old videos together on Twitter of, of great players that either played for Booker T or played against Booker T. I don't I don't know if I don't know if you're a Twitter guy like me, so I don't know. If, are you familiar? Have you seen these? Yeah, people have been sending them. To okay, me. okay. So I'm going to tell you something, and you were a great, great player. But I'm going to tell you, after watching those highlights, I'm not sure you and I could have coexisted. I, I think we'd have had to have been a trade <laughs> if you and I played together. <laughs> Listen, our, our, our other guy on our team was a guy by the name of Jay Miller. And Jay Miller was a 6'2 white guy, could shoot it, could fill it up. If I, you know, was average about 28, 29, you know, not Conley Phipps numbers, but they, they were solid. Jay was always right about 19 and 20, and every night in the locker room, we about come to blow. So, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, man, it's a limited resource, that basketball, that time on the floor. So you got to fight and scrap for everything you can get. So I'm sure I'm sure we would have figured it out some way or another. Oh, man. But you were a great, great player at Memorial. One, had you went one state championship?
that was one of my flaws as a high school. I wasn't a, a jerk or anything. I was kind of like a Kobe Bryant, just hyper-focused on me. And, you know, if you guys wanted to come along for the ride, you could. But that was me. And so as a result, I never got a chance to hoist that trophy. Well, you know, that's one of the great lessons that you can pass on to Jace, which I know he's going to be a, a heck of a player. And, and uh, you know, I, I think that takes a lot of self-reflection to be able to say those things. I know, you know, if I could go back and do some things over, I, I would too. But, Jason, you went on to TU, had an unbelievable career, one of the all-time leading scorers. Had a, had a great NCAA tournament there. Tell us a little bit about your time at, at Tulsa. Man, I can remember my very first breakout game was against you guys at ORU. Oh, you had to bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> well, I was a freshman, man, and I had no business being out there. And Buzz Peterson uh, would speak with an amazing Southern drawl. So he scared me about half to death because I could never know what he was telling me. He was telling me to get back or go get the ball. So I was just shook. And somehow the good Lord allowed me to step into a wide open three, and we were at a critical point in the game. And you know those Mayor Cups games, uh, you know how they can get. They're, they're a big rivalry, lots of energy in the gym. And as a freshman, man, I had this amazing hitch in my shot. I mean, it was so ugly. I don't know where it came from. It was almost like a, a hiccup type of deal. And, man, I stepped into one, and that thing went through the net. And before you knew it, I had stepped into three or four of them <laughs> and ended up scoring, like, 12 points, and we won the game. And so, man, I just got it, took an amazing confidence from, from that very game and going forward. And it was just a great time. You know, I was able to play on some fantastic teams with some great players like Dante Swanson and Kevin Johnson and Greg Harrington. Had some amazing tournament runs where – you know, I, I was a year after they went to the Elite Eight, I came in and was able to win the NIT that first year. And, you know, that NIT run really set us up for greatness because that was about six extra games, you know. Right. And so that really helped us going in to get a tournament mindset. So the next two years we were able to, to take a game in the tournament my junior year. Uh, we were a second away from the Sweet 16 and was up 10 with four minutes to go to Wisconsin, Devin Smith, and, or Devin Harris. And, uh, man, we just, all the breaks went against us and had the worst four minutes in TU history and lost that game. But we were actually a, at the buzzer. So we were actually a point away from the Sweet 16. So just some good times, man. Good coaches, good support from the community. It was just a whirlwind. Yeah. Uh, now, after after Buzz Peterson left, uh, Coach Phillips took over, and and my guy Coop was your assistant coach, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man. Yeah, Coop. We call him the Candy Man because he was always gonna have some candy on him, you know. But Coop was a cool, still is, you know. He was AD out at Tahlequah Sequoia or at uh, Claremore Sequoia, yeah. and uh, just a cool guy. Knows the game deep into his, his soul and uh, he was just a cool coach to have and really helped us a lot. Yeah, good good guy. One of my best friends. Well, let's talk a little bit about Muskogee. First of all, let's talk about the game last night. The the, the Ruffers had a huge win over Union. Hey, and, and I'm glad you know you guys referred to that because at Sepulpa, that was one of our kind of breakthrough 
Hawkins, but you guys defeated Union Conley. And so it kind of took me back last night having a big win. But, you know, our guys have been knocking on the door for a long time. Uh, they've been scrapping. And as an AD, you kind of get to see them putting in the work, them making the adjustments from year to year. And uh, really felt like we were a strong team last year. Just all the breaks went against us. But every game was close. We were doing the right things behind the scenes. And as you know from from DePaul and other places you, you've been, year two, you always tend to make a big jump. And so that is this year for us. You know, we've been ranked as high as 15 and uh, have been playing really well. So I was glad that we got kind of a signature win under our belts. Yeah, it was really neat. The the, the frontier, I, it's it's – it's kind of wide open this year from what I've seen. Now, I haven't seen everybody play, but been looking at the scores, you know. Uh, well, well you, you, take, you take Conley Phipps out of it. <laughs> a lot of people feeling, feeling good about what they could do, about their chances, man. So, yeah, you you got a stranglehold on it there for two years, but now that you're out of the game, people are wanting to step up and, and take that mantle. So tell us, uh, Jason, tell us a little bit about Muskogee, what you like about it. Uh, obviously, Dr. Mendenhall's a, a big influence. He brought you over. We had Travis Hill in here earlier. Uh, boy, I'm telling you what, I'm ready to go run through a wall. I, I may go out and run some sprints before we head back to Tulsa. <laughs> That's what it's all about, man, is that energy, uh, that leadership, that vision. Uh, it inspires me. I mean, guys, I got a 45-minute drive to work there and back every day and I'm on fire every time I get in the car. I mean, I never once have, have dreaded to drive. I've never once had anything less than, you know, the utmost energy and it's because of the people you work with. When you know people are for you, uh, when you know they've got big vision like Dr. Mendenhall, like our board, uh, like our community really, you know, it, it's just exciting because Whenever you can get, and we saw this at the Paul County, when you can get a lot of people, when you get a community on, on board, uh, it just does great things. And it does great things for students, first and foremost, but for everybody involved, really. And so that's what we're we're experiencing right now at Muskogee. I think we're a little under the radar. Uh, obviously, there's a rich, rich tradition, which is even bigger because, you know, there, there's a lot to build off of. But the expectations haven't been what they should be uh, over the last several years. And so it's great to have a, a trailblazer like Dr. Mendenhall come in and, and put it all together in a way that, kind of like I mentioned about Conley, that, that influences people, that, that is easy for them to, to, to take in and say, yeah, I can get behind that. I can, let's do that. And so, you know, we got the new facility coming in, $32 million facility, basketball, football, we're making major upgrades to every single school. Uh, also, you'll see a lot of different um, upgrades to our athletic facilities, a new 5,500-square-foot uh, 5, uh, weight room. Um, and so it's just it's just needed, um, and, and we're happy that, that everybody's on board with the change. When, when will the uh, new facilities open up for football and basketball? Football field is moving as we speak. We actually can play games on it next year. It probably won't be ready by first game, but the field will be ready by next year. Uh, the, the basketball arena is a little more intricate, so it's going to be ready in 2022. It'll be ready by this time next year. And where will those facilities be located at for those in Muskogee? 
we purchased uh, the Baycone land, the land that, that resides between us and Baycone. So it's really just going to be uh, east of our campus. Um, we'll be right on that, on where their old baseball and softball field stood. So the construction's going on now. Actually, they've got the lights up already. And as you guys know, it, 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 it takes a lot of work, but about the simplest thing you can do is, is lay the ground for the football field itself. And so they're working on that now, so that'll be done in no time. Uh, we may not have bathrooms, but we'll, we'll have a field out there. So. Well, I tell you, Jason, from an outsider looking in, since you got to Muskogee, Dr. Mendenhall's got to Muskogee, I mean, you guys are doing what it takes to upgrade, to get better, to compete at the highest level of 6A. And, I mean, it's, you know, I, I mean, I can see it, you know, being, being over there in Tulsa and watching and, and playing you guys. And, and uh, you know, it's just phenomenal what you guys have been able to do and the direction, the trajectory you put the athletic department and the, and the whole school system on. I mean, it's impressive, man. Well, I appreciate it, Conley. I, again, I, that just harkens back to the power of team, man. No one person can do it by themselves. And so I'm just excited about our team. I'm excited that we're on the same page. And, and to be honest with you, I mean, if you don't get that $110 million bond passed, and I don't know a lot of guys that could have gotten that passed. I mean, that was historic. Um, Dr. Mendenhall and his board did that. But also, I mean, we can't can't go forward without the community you know that was a big vote of confidence literally and figuratively from the community and i mean when you have those types of resources you're really obligated to do something with them you know and so the momentum was started with that and it's our job to keep it going and steward it in the right direction yeah well you know kurt mentioned earlier about the uh, the tradition at muskogee and Jason, I remember t- talking about Memorial. You know, when the tournament of champions started, they played all those games in, you know, or at Memorial High School, where, where you played your high school games. And I and I remember, you know, watching Robert Gunn play, who went on had a great career at New Mexico State. Reggie Clement, you know, his dad, uh, yeah. Ted Clement, Hall, Hall of Fame coach, had great great teams. And Reggie went on and yeah. had a great career at ORU. So you know, I'm familiar with the tradition. Of, of Muskogee basketball and and they've had some good players you know since then you know your your coach right now is a heck of a player at Muskogee but oh, yeah. uh, you know you guys are going to get it back and it's exciting to watch yeah Jason uh, you know, man that tradition is unique it's, and again having worked at Sepulpa had great administration there had great support but that tradition wasn't quite the same you know and that's not a knock on Sepulpa there are not many schools that have the tradition of of Muskogee. I mean, when you look back at the 70s, 80s, and 90s, I mean, Muskogee was really a national powerhouse. I mean, yeah. they've got four or five guys right now in the NFL, uh, several, uh, you know, people that have been in the Olympics and played at a high level in different sports and golf, professional golfers and, and tennis players and whatnot. And so it's really an eclectic community. I had no idea how big. Uh, the city itself was the, the number of citizens in the city and uh, I think like I said there's been uh, a kind of a lack of accountability probably over the last decade and which has resulted in a lot of attrition and um, students and families making other decisions on 
on where to send their kids to school, and we're hoping, you know, to spend that time. Well, great. Uh, we appreciate your time tonight. Uh, want to give you one final thought to just uh, anything you want to share with the rougher community is, uh, and, and thanks again for your time and, and congratulations on the hire with Coach Hill. We're uh, we're really excited for him and excited for you guys as well. Well, man, I appreciate you guys. I always appreciate the time to get on, have some good laughs, and I always talk some basketball. Uh, you know, to our rougher community, what's most important is just continue to stay the course you know uh, you hear a lot of people nowadays talk about uh, trust the process and we appreciate that trust we appreciate that um, that's been extended to us and we don't take that lightly but I just want everybody to know that there is a plan that we we grind we work at this it doesn't always turn out roses but as coach Phipps mentioned you know there are a lot of good things going and there's more to come well, hey, before I let you go, let's let's go back to Twitter, okay? So, now, Jawan, how did he get engaged or did he get married? He got married last year. Okay, yeah, okay. So, so it's been a while. I'm getting old. Now, let me tell you something. One thing about Jawan Parker and Jason Parker, you guys both outkicked your coverage, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and, I definitely did, man. He did, too. So, yeah, that. That's one thing. I, I, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, man, if one thing I did right, or maybe it got did right for me, it was, it was my wife. So it's been a blessing. Well, hey, next time we have you on, I want to talk a little bit because you and I have had this conversation. We've been in those coaches' meetings, just you and I with the door closed. You know, we've, we've talked about your dad and my dad and how – you know, things have changed a little bit since they, you know, and and back back then when we were growing up. So I want to get into that next time, Jason. But we appreciate you, man. Yeah, thanks a lot for your time. <laughs> All right. Hey, maybe we'll have to take that off the air. Yeah. Yeah, that and, and we need to trade some more Trey uh, Conley stories <laughs> offline. I don't think our uh, viewing audience and, uh, is uh, is ready for that yet. All right, man. Hey, take care. I appreciate it. All right, great to talk to you, Jason. Be good. All right, we'll see you. Take care. Until January 31st, new Bravado Wireless customers are eligible for 50% off the Samsung A11 with a new monthly plan. And on top of that, your second and third months of service are on us. It doesn't get much better than that. Visit bravadowireless.com for store locations. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Welcome back to the Bravado uh, Wireless Podcast Four Quarters. I'm Curtis Branch, joined with Conley Phipps. Uh, we're uh, excited to have you guys uh, be a part of our podcast. And as we wrap up things tonight, we want to talk about next week's show. We're going to next week is uh, 21st through 23rd, the last tournament week for high school basketball uh, in the state of Oklahoma before the conference play finishes up and the teams going to play. Playoffs and uh, near and dear, uh, or in close proximity here is the old four classic will be played. Great tournament with a lot of great teams. And I'll just kind of mention the uh, boys' teams will include Stillwell, Inola, Hildale, Oklahoma Union, Fort Gibson, of course, Hulbert, Nathan Hale, and Beggs, which will have the state's top ranked football player, uh, Kendall Daniels, on that squad. Yep, great athlete. Uh, great, great teams there. And on the girls' side, a uh, lot of good teams as well, led by Fort Gibson and uh, number one ranked team in 4A. Uh, Roland, Stillwell, Hildale, Inola, 
Memorial and uh, Nathan Hale will be in there as well. And so we're going to have Coach London on next week as one of our guests. We're, uh, we've reached out to a couple of other coaches uh, to uh, from the area to talk and have them on as well. And we're trying to get those tied up. And we'll, uh, we'll uh, be advertising that throughout the week as uh, promoting it as, uh, as we get those guys lined up. But uh, I think it was good for a show. That was real good first show. We we uh, enjoyed it. We survived. I don't know if you all enjoyed it, but we did. (laughs) Kindly, that's what we do. That's what old men that retire as basketball coaches do. We sit around and talk hoops and talk sports, and and so we hope you enjoyed it and hope you uh, guys will be with us in the coming weeks as well. Thank you for your time, and thank Bravado Wireless for uh, their sponsorship of this podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. We believe in the power of connection.